Welcome to another episode of Backstage, the podcast that is all about bachata and nothing else. In this show, we talk about everything dance-related and meet all sorts of people from the industry. My name is Jan. And my name is Lucy. On today's episode, we talked with El Tigre about an incredibly important topic which affects all of us. Mental health. It is so important to our overall health, yet it's often a hushed topic of discussion. Especially in today's current situation, it is even more important to talk about this openly. As we mourn the loss of social dancing, dance classes and festivals during the pandemic, how can we cope and continue to keep the dance community together and stronger than ever? Let's dive in. So really nice to have you on the show today, Tigre. Welcome. All the way from the Dominican Republic, right? How are things going? <laughs> uh, things are going well. Uh, you know, first and foremost, thank you guys for having me on. And, you know, whenever anybody asks me how I'm doing right now, I, I want to take a moment to recognize all the people who obviously either have lost someone during this extremely difficult time or have personally gone through some very serious difficulties either whether it be health or economically so i um i realize how fortunate myself my family and my team have been that you know we're uh, healthy and safe and happy so i'm doing well in 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 context uh even though things aren't perfect but i i completely understand that um i i, I have no room to complain things things for us are much better than a lot of people out there so my heart and uh, thoughts go out with the people who are struggling well, good to hear that you're uh, doing doing well. Um, I want to start off a little bit um, by a quick introduction from your side. Um, I think there's many different faces of El Tigre, right? Some people know you as a, as a dancer. Some people know you as a, maybe like as an entertainer or MC. Other people know you as a DJ. Some people know you as more like the the, the business kind of guy. How do you usually introduce yourself? Like, or because there's so many facets to to El Tigre. So for the people, for that, sure, for whatever for sure. reason, well, haven't heard of you. I don't know <laughs> how that's possible. But. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, first of all, speaking of faces, I was told that this is an audio-only podcast. So uh, I, on air, I need to hit verbal confirmation because I did. I I dressed and look like this is an audio-only podcast. <laughs> Okay, so, no one will see you besides this, me, Lucy. This is my <laughs> this is my audio face. So let's start there. <laughs> um, but no, Very you know when people face, yeah. when people <laughs> thank you when people ask me, um, you know, what do you do? I usually say I'm the water boy for Island Touch, and that's just because you know Ataka, La Leamana, myself, you know, we started the uh, dance company Island Touch uh, t- uh, twelve years ago. And I'm I'm kind of like general guy, you know, a utility Swiss Army knife, Jan. You familiar yeah. with that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if you need me to do something, I got you. Uh, the things that I've been fortunate enough to to actually have someone pay me to do is to teach bachata, to DJ, and to MC. Those are kind of like the main things that I do. But I also organize events, and um, you know, I I. It, Something that it, because of we've been so fortunate to be very successful and kind of have a, a large platform in the Latin dance, Afro Latin dance scene. One of the things that I've kind of taken upon myself is to use that platform to kind of speak on some of the societal or community related issues and and kind of put my neck out there a little bit to do you know public service announcements, things like that. So 
First and foremost, though, I, I see myself as an entertainer, whether that be through playing right. music, whether it be through dancing, whether it be through making people laugh. I just want people to we, we want to touch the world and have people enjoy their life and, and maybe make them smile a little bit and make their today a little bit better than it was before they um, interacted with us or on myself. Cool. Yeah, I found it interesting. You mentioned like that you also want to give a voice like to societal. Uh, well, how do I pronounce this? Societal issues. I don't know. Pardon my yeah. uh, English. <laughs> Sounds great. And um, and I think that's that's quite interesting because when we when we approached you for this episode, we were of course thinking of we had many different topics in mind, and we we went a little bit back and forth um, about what we can you know what what we could make this episode about. Um, and one thing that we, we didn't really think about, but you brought up is like, yeah, I'm, I'm really like happy to talk about mental health. Um, so that's, that's what the topic of today's episode is going to be about. Um, but I just wanted to kick things off with asking you, like, why is this a topic that you brought up when we were brainstorming? Like, wh what is your personal connection to that? Yeah. Yeah. So first and foremost, I think right now it's, it, in what I'm experiencing, at least through my feed, right? The algorithm gives me what I want or what it thinks I want, apparently. Uh, but I don't really see a lot of people talking about mental health in the Latin dance community, the Afro-Latin dance community. And that's possibly the thing that is being impacted the most uh, from the, the most amount of people, right? So obviously, if, if you've gotten corona or someone that you love has been hurt really badly, that that that's as bad as it gets, but most people aren't catching the corona or aren't catching it in a, in a, in a way that's going to kill them or, or cause them great damage. However, all of us are experiencing some type of life change or, or know people who are experiencing major life changes. And those things are uh, in fronted through mental health and are centered around mental health. So I, I kind of see a void in the Afro-Latin dance community right now regarding that issue. And then secondly, just personally, through my own personal experience in my life, there was a time when I really wasn't aware of how important mental health is and how quickly someone can go from zero or from 100 mental health to zero mental health and, and, and not realize how easily you can really put yourself in a very dangerous situation. No, I definitely agree with you there. And I think also in the dancing, I mean, I've seen the same thing. People don't really talk about mental health in the dancing. Um, I can also see it within my group of friends who dance and just in the community itself, which is kind of a shame because I do think also, just dancing in the dance community itself has a huge impact on our mental health, whether it's positive or negative. Usually, I like to think it's more for the positive thing. And I think a lot of people start dancing because it gives them something towards mental health. You know, it's a coping mechanism of some sort, maybe an escape um, from some troubles or harder times or just to express themselves. So personally, I started dancing not because I only like the music, but because it was a way to let go and it kind of still is. Um, so that's from my side, at least. I don't know how you feel about it when it comes to the coping mechanism when dancing. You, me? Yeah. How do I feel about yeah. it? Yeah, no, I, that's, I think that's excellent for sure. I, I, I definitely find, you know, uh, a, 
a release, uh, a euphoria. It's like exercise, right? You know, but but there's there's such a spiritual component to dancing where you're you're in a community where you're interacting with other people, you're having fun. Sometimes it's it's purely platonic. Sometimes it's romantic, right? So there's there's so ma- so much energy transfer between individuals that it it can not only be used as a coping mechanism, but even as a, as a growth opportunity both, um, you know, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, for sure. That makes total sense to me. Yeah, I like how you put it, that it's also the energy. So between the community, you know, the vibe and the energy is kind of, um, it bounces off of other people. So when you get to dance, it's not like you go out clubbing where you're all kind of dancing individually, but you're social dancing. And I think that's where the beauty lies in it. Yeah, for sure. You can really share this beautiful thing or passion with everyone else. And I think that kind of uplifts everyone's mood. And like you said, you know, it's like exercise with the endorphins, just more fun because you get to do it with people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at 100%. the same time. Do yeah. it long. I, you know, I, I kind of always conceptually understood some of the mental and physical benefits to the our, our community. But the 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 time that it became the most real, the time when I was smacked in the face with how powerful what we as the Latin, Afro-Latin dance community provide to the world was I was in Washington, D.C. I, I teach at a, I have a residency in a, in a nightclub called the Salsa Room and I go once a month and I DJ there and I teach there. And at one point I was living there and I was teaching every Wednesday. And a, a person came up to me after one of the classes. Said, Can I bother you for one second? I'm sure, of course. Well, I wanted to tell you a story. Six months ago, my father committed suicide. And I was going to commit suicide. And I had made my mind up. And a friend of mine called me. Um, right around the day or the day before I was going to do it and said, Hey, I'm going to go to this salsa room. You should come with me. I, I want you to take this class with me. And the friend didn't know what was going on. And so uh, the person said, you know what, let me, let me try that one, you know, do one last thing or whatever and, 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 and make my friend happy. And the person came, took this class and said they fell in love with the energy and the personality. You know, I try, I try to be, uh, although I believe teaching is extremely important when I'm teaching, you know, educating people about how to dance bachata, its history, et cetera. My primary objective in general classes is to entertain the people and feed their, their uh, energy, feed their spirit and make them happy. If you really want to learn bachata really, really well to the highest level, then you could join a dance team with me and or take a private lesson. But if it's a general class, my primary objective is to ed- uh, entertain. So this person said they just fell in love with the class and started coming and went every week for six months and, and managed to, uh, the courage to come up and tell me and said, you saved my life. Because of you, I now have a, a, a community that I'm a part of. I now have friends within the dance scene and, and, and bachata has become a passion of mine. And, you know, that's how powerful our dance scene is that it, there's so many beautiful people in this scene, so the music, that the environment. It's so amazing that someone who feels hopeless and helpless and willing to just check out finds a reason to stay. And that, that was the first time 
I recognized face to face, tangibly, the power of, of our beautiful scene. That is really incredible. And it, very intense. <laughs> and I've heard this from other people too, right? Like, I, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm the bachata guru or anything. <laughs> like, I have other instructors who have told me this, the same experiences that, that, that they've had people tell them the exact same thing. So it, that's why I say it's the scene that has the power because um, the, the, the interactions and, and the energy that they get from the dancers is really what gets those people over that hump and is what we have to offer as instructors is we have this amazing group of people and this amazing culture that we can share with people that will make them feel so positive yeah i think yeah yeah heavy heavy stuff um but uh i mean yeah there's so many ways on how yeah how how how, how this hobby this this profession this this passion this scene is you know helping us in, in many many aspects of life um but of course right now we kind of yeah we don't really have that right so or we only have it to a certain extent because of well the circumstances that we have how how, how have you been dealing with that i mean uh, for you it's also a profession right and it's kind of like just like yeah someone took that almost like away from your or at least you know you're quite limited in in, in practicing that how how have you been been dealing with that yeah i mean very important thing that you mentioned is that now with corona the very thing that is what gives those people that fuel that hope that light has been taken away which is the community part of it now everything is virtual and you can still have some community but the the in-person unplugged raw human interaction has been taken away and 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 that's why talking about this is so important to me in terms of personally economically obviously it's you know it's been horrific you know what we, we, our our revenue as a as a company has dropped to maybe 10% of what it was oh, wow. so you know imagine going a full year with 10% of whatever your income is with zero end in sight like no true Hey, this is the day that you're going to come back. Just hold on to that day, right? Like right now, everything is just the goals, the dates, everything continues to get pushed. So from an economic perspective, it's it's absolutely been uh, frustrating and, and, and really bad. But again, as I started the podcast, thankfully, Island Touch, you know, we were one of the few companies that was very well positioned to be able to handle this type. You know, we've been doing virtual classes for years. We have franchise teams. We have a lot of different uh, residual and 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 de- non-in-person forms of revenue mm-hmm. that have enabled us to make that 10%, right? <laughs> Instead of 0%. <laughs> um, so that we, you know, we, we're, we've been able to survive and not have to sell our house or, 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 you know, do, you know, have to be forced to get another job or whatever. And we've been able to continue to focus on doing what we love, which is dancing and teaching, uh, even though it's virtual now. So again, just super thankful and, and, and recognizing how fortunate we are. And that's because of the dancers out there for believing in our, in our company and, and supporting us all these years. So economically it's been challenging. It, emotionally and, and psychologically it's also been challenging but 
because a lot, you know, some people don't know this, or most people probably don't know this, but Ataka La Alemana, Bianca, and myself, we all live in the same house. We we, oh. we got this we call we got this property that we call Touch Manor, and so we <laughs> you know we we live there. We're we are able to rehearse together. Uh, right now, I'm in the Dominican Republic. Our, our our house is in in Orlando, but you know I've been here for three months. But before that. We were meditating every day together at the same time. We were eating dinner together every day at the same time. We had a schedule every week where we would go out and do certain things. And that was invaluable for our mental health and and just put us in a situation that we completely understand. So many people, for whatever reason, don't have the benefit of that. So again, personally, I cannot complain. I I can only be thankful. but I understand that we're in the you know top one percent or whatever that is. And I mean, I know it's not the same having everything online, but I have noticed, and what I do think is really beautiful and quite nice and helps towards the mental health of people who did lose dancing, which was their, I don't know, getaway or their main thing that kept them going, gave them energy, is that there's a lot of these challenges going around you know i saw the one from ataka and alamana they've been doing a bunch of those um and i i do think it's nice that the artists and uh, you know the people in the scene are actually doing this it's kind of a way to keep the community alive and going even though it does lack the the human um yeah the social dancing aspect. Yeah, for sure. But at least it's something. And I do think it's nice that in times like these that that's happened, actually. Um, but yeah, I'm, it's difficult because I think mental health is quite a difficult topic to talk about also when it comes to dancing because everyone does it for different reasons. Everyone has different things they uh, struggle with or that they have to deal with. But what are your what are some ideas you have that people can do to cope with the loss of dance maybe do you know what i mean yeah i mean i think <laughs> i think what you just said is an extremely important thing and i think a lot of people maybe when they see the challenges are like oh another stupid challenge and i don't want to whatever and it but i think they would be surprised to realize that one just just Learning the challenge and actually executing gets you up and moving, which is extremely important to be moving and doing and move your body and stretching and and exerting energy. That's great for you. But then I think a lot of people would be surprised that once they actually get the challenge, that sense of accomplishment is really important and that feeling and then posting it and seeing other people posting it, you're going to get that connection and that that feeling of community. And again, no one is saying that this is the thing. That's not what we're saying uh, or that it's even close, but it is an order of magnitude better than nothing. And and something as small as, as a challenge is infinitely greater than no than just you know watching bowling on tv or something nothing against watching bowling but you're gonna get a completely different um uh, reward as a as a as a former dancer or as a person who's in the dance community just completely abandoning dance and watching and going to something completely different than trying to stay involved through these challenges so that's that's number one but before i get into what I, I recommend for people individually to do, uh, what I, I want to address the people who are good. 
So if you're great, you're a dancer, you didn't lose your job. As a matter of fact, you used to hate going to work. Now you don't even have to go in and see that boss that you can't stand. And you just, you're eating Cheetos. You're making the same amount of money. You don't have to sit in a commute in traffic. The stinky uh, cubicle next door is gone. You're just, this has been the greatest thing that's ever happened to you other than you can't go to the movies now and you can't go to the sensual 24-hour room, right? For those people, I would like for you to consider and try to be empathetic and realize that there are people in your same community, whether it's your local instructors or your local DJs, who are really hurting Big time, like their life has been devastated. Uh, There's a gentleman by the name of Sam Harris who has a a, a podcast called the uh, Waking Up Podcast. And he gave an example of, he used to get his haircut every week, I think it was, or every other week, whatever. And he used to pay 60 bucks to this barber, go get his haircut, blah. When the pandemic hit, he stopped needing to get a haircut. However, the barber still needed and was living a life based on that. And Sam Harris said, you know what? I just, I would send the 60 bucks to the barber. I was always planning on spending that money. My life hasn't changed at all. Yeah, I'm not getting the haircut. But if everyone or even half the people just did this small little act because to him, it didn't affect them at all, right? His life, the $60 to him was already spent. That's what he was doing. But it would, it could literally change someone else's life. So all the listeners out there who are doing amazing, please not me, not someone else. Find a local, someone in the city where you live, your local community. Find an instructor or a DJ that you can support. If, if, if they're not doing that, if they're doing an online class, buy it. If they're not doing it, they're doing it for free, donate, do stars, like help your local community because when this opens up, some of you are gonna find out that you're not gonna have a community anymore. Or that it's going to be completely different and it's because you were too busy watching the newest Netflix series instead of remembering the people who helped you meet the wife or husband that you're watching the Netflix series with. So anyways, for for, for those people who are doing good, please. Now, let's talk to the people who are not doing well. What is... So what are some things that they can do? The very first thing that anyone who is struggling right now during the pandemic with mental health, whatever it is, is is your physical health, right? Like really look at your diet and your exercising habits during the pandemic because what you eat and how your, your movement will affect your mind. If you're eating a bunch of potato chips and fast food and candy, that is going to make you more likely to feel depressed and tired and not want to do anything. If you're not working out, if you're not getting up, if you're not walking, whatever it is, any kind of movement, that's going to also cause your mind to feel different. So you got to start there. You got to start at the base of the pyramid, which is what, what are you feeding yourself and are you moving? Are you stretching? Boom. Okay. So that's number one. After that, I, I strongly recommend, now for, well, let, let's take a step back. I want to do a little 
caveat here. Obviously, I'm not a trained professional. <laughs> I, I didn't go to school for this. Uh, if someone out there is in deep depression or suicide, you better call out the hotline right now. Google like this is just my experience and what what has worked for me and what I've seen work for other people. If you need serious help, please seek serious help. So, you know, I live in the United States. It's a very litigious society, so we're always scared about getting sued, and we always everything's got needs a disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> every time I'm, I think about giving my girlfriend a kiss, I just you know I have her sign a consent form just to make sure. I don't want no problems. The United States of America is crazy. All right, anyways. So, with that said. After taking care of your physical health, you know, what you eat and, and, you know, multivitamins, all that kind of stuff, talk to your doctor, which one you should be taking. Uh, The next thing is the personal connection with humans, right? So find someone, anyone that you can connect with, whether it be someone that used to dance, like, hey, Lucy and Jan, you guys used to be on a dance team together and you guys kind of stay connected to do this podcast. Like, you never know who that connection could be. It could be a, a former dance team member. It could be a relative, whatever. But just find one or two people that you can actually have regular human interactions and let them know what you're trying to do so they can help you in your journey and help you either be accountable or maybe just help with things that have worked for them, right? So I think if you just did that and didn't go anywhere else, if you just watch what you ate or and, and, and how you moved and you found actual real human beings that you actually really know and maybe even can touch in, in real life, I understand that that's a sensitive subject depending on where you live. It might be difficult um, to actually see the person in person. But even if it's virtually through, you know, FaceTime or whatever, but a human that you could talk to and actually connect with, that's extremely important. Then from there, you can build into some really cool tools like meditation or prayer, you know, think, you know, self-reflection, stuff like that, you know, go online and just Google meditation. If you, if you're part of a, a, a religion, that has, you know, prayer, incorporation, you know, self-reflection, those things are extremely powerful and, and can really help regulate your mood. They can help regulate your perspective and your attitude. Um, you know, Google gratitude, find, find people who are talking about stuff like that. People that I've been really, really fortunate to, um, learn from and read from and continue to explore from are people like Jay Shetty, Sam Harris. I got a good friend who's in the dancing. His name is Erwin Valencia. They call him E. Check him out. He's amazing. I'll send you guys his Instagrams. He's a, a Filipino doctor who has just dedicated his life to helping other people be more positive and find gratitude in the world. Uh, you know, there's apps like Mindspace, Calm app. There's there's a lot of tools out there, but just go out there and do some research on meditation, gratitude, self-reflection, prayer, things along that line, and that, that'll get you to where you want to go. Yeah, you mentioned it before, personal connection. Like to me, that's always like that's almost been like the personal connection that I have when when I'm dancing, right? Like the nonverbal thing. That's always like now that I think of, uh, now that I think of it, that was all almost like my form of meditation. You know, mm. 
it's just you're completely like your your brain is just shut off you know it's just like there's yeah, the music that's there's awesome. the connection and that's i just yeah like yeah, you just made me realize like i i miss that part a lot mm. and just you know i mean we, we you know we're we're fortunate we have you know friends that we see every once in a while and we can we can dance at home but that that feeling of going like to a to a social and yeah connecting with with people people you've never seen before and then you have that awesome yeah that connection and it's just it's non-verbal and you, yeah it's spiritual in a way like you said i i miss that man mm. a lot yeah i'm sure there's some listeners who miss meditating in the kizomba room at five in the morning but I, I i feel you that like you know and people i get it again you know some i think sometimes people get stuck with attempting or trying because they think oh, it's not going to be the same thing yeah of course we're not saying that we're not saying that a facetime or a hangout or whatever is going to be the same thing as as going to a festival or going to rehearsal or just going over to a friend's house but again picking up the phone even just texting someone hey I hope you're having a wonderful day. And if you're not, just know you can always call me. Just that little act of, and that other person responding back, thank you so much. That will go a really, really long way. It won't be the same, but it's so much better than just ignoring everyone and, and, and hiding in your own little cocoon True. of you. Definitely. And I mean, I do miss it as well, especially the social part. I know I can dance here with some friends. Um, I haven't been doing that very much, the dancing, the social part, which is a shame, but at the same time, it isn't the same. And I did have a few moments. I don't know if you guys had this as well, uh, that in the past year, when I would listen to bachata or salsa, it would make me really sad. It would mm. make me really sad because I knew I couldn't have that feeling that what Jan was explaining, what you were explaining, of uh, that connection, that meditation almost, because for me, dancing was a way of you know, removing myself from the current situation I was maybe in and just placing myself into absolute peace and mm. and just connecting with others and sharing that peace with others and just being myself and letting all emotions, just everything out. And now that it's gone, sometimes the music would really trigger me and it would make me extremely sad. So there were mm. moments where I would go months without listening to any bachata, salsa, kizomba. Like I, I, I couldn't at all wow and i don't know wow. if you guys experienced that and it was horrible it was really sad to a point where i met a friend here um when i started studying and that was still when i was listening to it and then i started teaching her some bachata took her to a little party we had she got so into it and then like a few weeks later i started having that moment where i couldn't listen to the music i just couldn't mm. it would make me so sad and then she wanted to put it on and i almost started crying <laughs> it Whoa. was really bad it was really yeah. bad so, yeah, I don't know. Have you guys had this? To That's any intense. Sense? That's no. intense. I, I I haven't had that. But remember, I live with dancers. So I, if I want to dance, I can dance with Alemana. I could dance with Bianca. You know, I can do shines and practice them with Ataka. So I completely feel you. That makes total sense to me. I haven't had it. But again, it's because I'm in such, the, such a fortunate place. But I could totally... 
understand where you're coming from and hear that. And I, and I'm, and I'm, I feel so bad that you, you know, went through that. And I think, you know, I think it's important for people to be okay sometimes with the sadness, right? Like find a way to not judge yourself maybe, or judge the the moment, but kind of like, okay, this is what it is. I, I do miss that. And that's okay. And one day, hope, you know, maybe follow it up with some hope um, that, you know, one day I'm going to get there. Or like that friend, like, hey, at least I have this new friend that, that we're getting this moment. But yeah, man, that's tough. I can, I, I, I can imagine. I could only imagine. Yeah. I feel like there's like, you know, since this Corona thing, like, there has to be like, at least for me, like, there, like a mind shift happened, right? Before it was just, I'm I'm a dancer. This is my hobby. I I want to like my goal is I want to go to as many festivals as I can. I want to <laughs> grow as a dancer. I want to have fun. I want to meet amazing people. But then you know, yeah, this thing happened and, and and it forced me to yeah like adjust my my mindset and going maybe more into you know in the beginning it was more like survival mode and then after a while you know you you settle in and you start to figure out how it works and then you can pick up dancing again. But then you need to adjust in your mind like okay, obviously. The, the aspirations and then like goals that I had before. Yeah. I, I need to maybe put them like on a halt and I need to focus on other things. Um, yeah, that's just, yeah, like a crazy, like mind shift change that I had. I'm not sure. Was that the same for you, Tigre? Like did something like shift in your mind and, and to, to make this more like, I don't know, bearable is a very strong word, <laughs> but well, like, I think you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I, uh, again, so I come from a very rough upbringing. You know, I grew up in the ghetto of New York, upstate New York, a city called Rochester. I'll, sp- I'll spare you guys the the nasty details, but, you know, I, I come from a, a lot of a history of pain and suffering and loss and, and tribulation. And so, you know, life kind of buffeted me and, and kind of prepared me for these types of moments. So... Uh, unfortunately corona is not the worst thing that's ever happened to me and and uh having my company go down to only 10 percent income is not the worst financial challenges i've experienced in my life um but with that said i think that people can and should use corona experience to prepare for the possible next time this happens in life right like so sit back and go right how did how did i react without judging yourself don't beat yourself up and be like oh my god i'm the worst person i didn't handle corona very well no 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 not from that perspective but from okay this is how it affected me why did it affect me this way what were some of the things that maybe i could have done to feel better or to be better prepared so that if it ever happens again, you are, but not, but not from a place of judgment. Um, you know, but yeah, for, for me, uh, it still was hard and, and I still have to accept there was definitely moments that, you know, sometimes I wake up and, and, and I have a Corona day. We have Corona days at the house where we wake up and, and I, I'll say to Ataka, La Alemana and Bianca and say, Hey guys, I'm taking a Corona day. I feel super weird today and I just don't want to fucking do anything. I'm going to lay in bed and eat M&Ms and watch, you know, Netflix. And then the key to that is to not judge yourself, be okay with that, 
but but don't let that turn into two, three, four days in a row of that, right? So I, I don't know if you mm. ever watched the series Lost. Did you guys ever see that? Yeah. I haven't. Ages ago, though. I yeah, it was it a long TV. time ago. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I, I'm old and, and, and whatever. But uh, there used to be this really cool show, kids, called Lost. Google <laughs> it. But the, the, there was this main character, and he said something that's always stuck with me. His name was Jack. He was the doctor. He's a really cute guy who was super awesome. And he's doing this surgery. He's trying to explain um, to Kate, the protagonist, she has to do something, and she's super scared, and she's super nervous. And she's like, I don't know how you do this. And he says, when I get scared, what I do is I let all the fear in. And I count to five and I experience all the fear. And then after five seconds, I get to work and handle what I got to do. So, yeah, that was a really corny loss reference that, but I kind of do that with my Corona day. <laughs> I let all the frustrating Corona shit into my brain and I feel bad about life and I wish this and all that. And I eat a fudge brownie, which I probably shouldn't eat. And now, you know, I'm not going to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club and all this stuff. But so <laughs> at the end of the day, though, after I have that Corona day, the next morning I wake up and I go, all right, let's meditate. Let's go for a run. Let's go for a walk. Let's rehearse. Yeah. So I, I think it's really important for people to allow themselves the opportunity to be triggered or frustrated or depressed. I definitely agree with that because that's something I've learned over this past, what, almost year and a half or going yeah. to a year and a half. Yeah. It's so um, I think it's really important to when you do feel these negative feelings, because everyone's always talking about how positive, you know, the happy feelings. And it's great mm -hmm. to feel happy and it's great to feel successful and whatnot. But, you know, we're human and uh, we're not like that every day. Even the most happy people mm -mm. and the most optimistic people have pretty bad days and that's OK. So what I've learned to do and what's helped for me, I don't know, it might help other people is something what you said. Um, I take maybe not even a day, but I take a moment when something happens and I'm feeling really sad about it or really angry. It doesn't matter. Uh, I give myself, I put on my clock or on my phone a timer of like three <laughs> or five minutes where I just nice. let everything out for those, let's say five minutes. I give myself five minutes to be angry, cry it out, whatever. And after those five minutes, um, when the alarm rings, I just kind of collect myself. And then I start to think, what can I do about it to make it better? That's what do awesome. I have control over? But, you know, you need you can't just jump from a really bad situation to, OK, what can I do? What do I have control over? Right. You need yeah, to let sure. just if you need to ugly cry it out, you ugly cry it out. If you need a, I don't know, eat that fudge brownie go for it <laughs> if you want to use all the swear words and make creative ones in your that go for it you know take that time and then recollect yourself a little bit and then you actually have even though it's just a short minute so i i limit myself to some time and i feel better after that and then i feel like thinking is a bit more clear because you can really focus on what matters and what you can do um in any situation really whether it's yeah, it depends on whatever it's related to. It can be anything, actually. That's something That's what awesome. I've learned to do. And That's it's really awesome. helped. <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't do a whole day. Maybe I should do only five minutes. But don't tell don't tell Ataka Aleman and Bianca that you gave me that. <laughs> that you, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell them I need the whole day, but I'm gonna just do five minutes and then I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you 
yeah, sometimes a day doesn't hurt lying around just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> we all have those days. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, if I live in Amsterdam, I know there are some things that I would be able to do. <laughs> Eat. Yeah, like, like there's some quality cheese over here. I think that's yeah, right. yeah, there are, there's it's definitely the some. Yeah, some nice powder. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the hole is in it. <laughs> No, but um, just going back to one of the things actually both of you touched up on is the mindset shift. Uh, I also really like that because I think it's something a lot of people can relate to, uh, whether they have consciously noticed it or not consciously noticed it yet is, um, I don't know, I think everyone's gone through a moment where they kind of mourned the loss of social dancing and festivals. We had that moment where it's like, oh, it's temporary, you know, there's hope. Then after that, there was a flood of, oh, oh shit, you know, it's probably going to stick yeah. around longer. The morning phase, then it's kind of like, what do you do with yourself? So everyone threw themselves into challenges or whatever. Um, I noticed at one point that I took dancing in the past, what, three years? It took a big part of my life. Um, talking mm. to friends, I know even throughout the years that dancing made a huge part of their life. And it wasn't that we were doing it for our career or anything. I understand those that, you know, work in it or make a living out of it as well. But for us, it was just a very extended hobby. <laughs> um, right. A really, really broad one. And um, although dancing has a lot of positive benefits of feeling confident, you know, feeling good about yourself, expressing yourself. I've, you know, had all of those as well from dancing as the reason I do it. I have noticed there have been negative things from it because I've let dancing into my life too much. I don't know also about you. So I thought it'd be nice to discuss maybe how you guys were affected by it, maybe in a way. But sometimes I've noticed that when dancing became a really big part of my life, it was really hard to connect to people in outside of dancing. So those that don't have a dance background or don't aren't in the dance community or the Afro-Latin dance scene who don't really understand it, whether it's um, friendships were affected or romantic relationships were affected or, you know, would be affected. So I did find it sometimes quite hard mentally to um, divide the things from each other, you know, the dancing as my passion and my hobby and something I love to share, but not to let it take over too much. So I know a lot of my friends have only dancing friends, uh, which makes it maybe a little easier. Yeah, <laughs> for example. Yeah, but, are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but for example, that wasn't my case. And I know a lot of my friends who weren't dancers sometimes didn't understand. And I'd even have to choose between something I wanted to do or I'd have to explain myself or I'd have to go clubbing, which in the end I didn't really like anymore because it's not social dancing. You know, it's different. Your life changes when you start social dancing mm. immensely. And the same with the romantic relationships, you know, it's like try dating someone outside of the dancing. It can be difficult, but even dating someone in the dancing can be very difficult, too. So uh, I don't know about others. Um, I think a lot of people might struggle with this sometimes because it's hard because you love doing this thing. You love dancing. It makes you feel like you and it's something you don't want to give up. But at the same time, it can it can maybe do some harm in some other areas. 
Yeah, well, obviously I'm biased because I live off of dance. So I want to tell everybody to dance as much as possible and only dance, right? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, if I'm if I'm going to be honest with what I've learned in my own personal journey with wellness and mindfulness is that everything in your life should have some kind of balance. And, you know, I don't only listen to bachata. <gasps> you, you don't? Know? No, no. I, I, oh, don't. I don't. I don't also, only so, listen also to bachata. on the side. Some polenta, yeah. maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, I'm, I'm 100% with you, Lucy. I think you, you should always examine your, your entire life and everything that you do and, and try to find as much balance in it. And, and whether, regardless of what it is, there's, there's going to be positive and negatives, right? So the key is to just try to weed out the negative parts of whatever component of your life is bringing that negativity. So if there's things in the dance scene that are negative and you're finding them affecting you negatively, definitely avoid those, change them, get rid of them, whatever. There's, there's toxic relationships. What I, what I do, and I, I know this is not what you were saying at all, but I, since this gives me an opportunity to jump out of my soapbox for uh, 30 seconds, what I what I don't like is when some people try to say, oh, the, the dance scene has these toxic negative things and you got things that really aren't because they're the dancing. They're they're just human things. So when you speak about them as if it's the dance scene, I think it's uh, intellectually dishonest and disingenuous and, and not even helpful because. If it's a human thing, we need to approach it as a human thing. If it's a dance thing, then approach it as a dance thing. So obviously, if you're dancing more than what your body can handle and you're spraining your ankle or you're injuring some kind of physical thing that you have, you should dance less, right? But because your dance uh, partner, significant other is toxic, it's not because they're a dancer. It's just because that person is toxic. So um all, all, all your, even your job, your job could be toxic and you should be evaluating your job. Maybe you're, and, and coronavirus did that for some people, right? It's enabled some people to be like, you know what? Now that I don't go to the office, holy shit, I have way less stress in my life. So I, I think it's very good that, that you've analyzed and I think everyone should analyze what were the negative things about the dancing so that when things do open back up, you avoid those things. For sure, for sure. I think balance is 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 the key to one. It's the key to life for sure. Yeah, it's definitely something that's difficult, but that you have to reevaluate day to day. And I think the Corona times, even though it's a, it is a horrible and very sad time, it did give the space to a lot of people to just sit down and reevaluate because they have so much time now. So you have the space to sit down and reevaluate what are you happy with, what are you not happy with, and what is affecting your happiness and how can you change that? And that's basically with your job, with the people around you and with dance as well. And I think a lot more people will, I don't know, appreciate also dancing more and the community once it comes back, because, you know, it's at one point we get used to it and it's, you know, it's there all the time. And I think it's something, you know, we all miss it now. And sometimes we think, take things for granted. So it's, a, it's another kind of perspective. I think that a lot of people will see. 100%. Listen, there's going to be a huge boom and resurgence 
when things open up, not necessarily initially, but there's going to be this big renaissance period, whether it be a, two, a year, two, three years from now. But we're going to see the, an explosion and just this because there's something beautiful and special in the dance scene. And, you know, I, I think everyone shouldn't be scared of it. You know, don't worry. You're not going to hurt the dancing. Find your peace. Find, take this time. And if it means you don't come back right away or you come back a year from now, don't worry. The dancing ain't going nowhere. When you're ready, we'll be here waiting for you and we'll accept you where you're at the same way we always have been. Because that's been the beautiful part of our scene is that it doesn't matter what your color is, what your uh, sexual preferences are, what you identify as. Anyone could be a part of this community and take part of it just like everyone else and be accepted and be loved and, and be special. So I think, I think that's important because I think there's some people who probably hear you and are like, yeah, no, I don't, but I, I don't want to try something else because then I'm abandoning that. No, 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 it's okay. Like, you know, you got to do you first, always take care of you first when it comes to things of spirituality and, 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 and health. Because you can't help nobody else if you're spiritually or, or uh, physically not well. Amen. It's very true. I yeah. I, I I don't know what else to say. I mean, that was to the point. Beautiful. I mean, we we could almost. I mean, I have a million things to talk like in my mind that we could talk about. Um, and but uh, we we know this is, this we is... we have the counter, Jan. We see <laughs> it's <laughs> on the ten, screen. Ten more. You have ten more and minutes. We we, are, we know that you are about to lay the hammer down on us <laughs> and bring that Swiss clock to an end. So it's okay. But thank you for preparing us. He's like he's like guys guys. There's a whole lot of things we could talk about. But we're not, because if you notice, the counter is. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! I I'm good. I'm good. I I I I will not be offended at all. <laughs> and I I I agree with you, Yana. First of all, you know, Lucy. It's you know, I'm I, I I'm excited to meet you because you sound. A lot of the things that you shared are really awesome and enlightening and, 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 um, you know, I hope I, I gotta, I gotta get on your feed more because I'm, I feel like I'm sure there's a ton of stuff you're sharing that I need to be seeing. So I, hey. I think, I think between the three of us, this, this is really hopefully an episode and my goal with coming here was just to get people interested in doing some research because the, the mindfulness, wellness, and mental health is an inexhaustible it's so subject. And there's, you know, we just want you guys to now go and start Googling shit. And, 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 and hopefully we, we got you excited about, hey, one, it's okay to feel sad. Two, let me get out there and find, and find some some people that could help me when I'm sad and, and, and work through the sadness. Exactly. And just talk to people. I think a lot of the times we feel ashamed when we feel bad or like we failed or we feel like, I don't know, just anything negative. Cause I feel like society has been pushing on, you know, if you feel too negative, sometimes you're being too dramatic, but that's bullshit. Um, there's yeah, a lot of times sure. when I felt like, Oh, am I being too dramatic right now? It's like, no, I'm actually just being very human and I'm just feeling very sad. 
And the best thing is, you know, you're not alone. And I think that's the most beautiful part is just you can open up to anyone. It doesn't need to be to a billion people. It's just to one person. And you're already going to feel so much better just by just letting it out, out loud. Even speaking to yourself in a room sounds crazy, but if you're not ready to <laughs> if you're not ready to talk to someone, a good place to start, at least what I was like in the beginning, was you know just say it out loud to yourself because sometimes you just don't want to accept it yourself. Like you know, saying it out loud is scary because then it's like the words you know are they're out there all of a sudden. Facts. So yeah, I don't know mental health. I think like Jan said, it was a beautiful way what you said that, you know, you have to take care of yourself first um, because you can't keep taking care, uh, care of others or, you know, helping others or being happy for others if you're not in a good place yourself. Because at one point, that's just going to exhaust you. And and then, you know, it's, you're, it's done and it, it's hard to get out of that pit. Um, and there's only one, you know, you and your mental health. And you should always take care of that first. Yeah. So... I don't know. I just want to, I'm really happy you came on this uh, podcast <laughs> and I'm really happy when you when no, seriously, when Jan met, or when you mentioned mental health, I texted Jan. I'm like, mental health. That's an amazing topic. I'm so nervous <laughs> about this, but it's so good. We got to do this. I was so excited um, for all the reasons you mentioned, actually. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. I, I really enjoyed talking to you guys and, and, um, you know, thank you guys for taking the time of your schedules and, and, and you're giving back. And, and there's so many people like you that um, are so important and are just as big a part of, of helping the community work through this process. Because obviously there's been a bunch of podcasts and different vlogs and stuff that have kind of popped up. And, um, and this is awesome, man. Thank you guys for taking the time and investing your, Thank your, you, your energy into, into providing these platforms to help the community. It, uh, it's my, my pleasure and my honor to be here with you guys. Well, it's an honor to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, uh, where can people find you if they'd like to see more, hear more? Uh, they could find me on the fourth floor, room 208. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> That that that's the old dancer scene part. That's wrong. That's not where they can find me. You guys can find me uh, on Instagram at El Tigre Mambo, Facebook El Tigre Mambo. I did a TikTok. I'm horrible at it, but I'm there too. If if that's your 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 thing, but um, uh, also please please check us out at IslandTouchOnline.com. We have online classes from Ataca La Lemana of challenges. But thank you guys. I love you, dancers. I appreciate you. All right, all right. That was it again for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening in. We hope you liked it as much as we did. Uh, I think time really flew by. Tigre had a lot to say and uh, a lot of very interesting things to say as well. Uh, so we're super, super happy how this episode turned out. And uh, I hope you are as well. And um, I hope we will keep uh, having you as a listener in the coming episodes because we have a lot planned. The next two months are going to be packed with uh, interesting, interesting episodes that we have uh, that we're working on right now. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to. 
And uh, yeah, check us out on Instagram if you would like at backstage.podcast. That's where we post short snippets from the episode and also behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, really, really hope to catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.